Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. All right, Mr. News. Hit! Next on the Ledger Report, parents, listen to me and hear me clearly. If you are even considering giving your children the COVID vaccine, it is tantamount to child abuse. Stand by. The doors to the newsroom are locked and the PC police are not getting in, so sit back and relax as we involve this edition of the Ledger Report. Before cable. When the local anchorman reigned supreme. And in San Diego, one anchorman was more man than the rest. His name was Graham Ledger. I think we should get back to the the general concepts. Small and medium-sized gatherings for people who are outside and vaccinated can safely be done without a mask. But we really do want um, people who are uh, unvaccinated to limit the interaction with people and to go back to the basic principles of increased ventilation and increased spacing uh, for any given size. Um, you know, several weeks ago when I had this feeling of impending doom and I, and I articulated that and I had, um, you know, case rates going, rates going up, vaccines, uh, uh, vaccinations growing, but not where we needed to be and, and deaths continuing to climb. As I look at the curve now, it's stabilizing, it's coming down. Um, the vaccinations have continued to grow um, in, in an extraordinary way. I, I think we really do need to get more and more people vaccinated. Um, as Kristen noted, we need to sort of combat the hesitancy that is out there, meet people where, we, where they are and encourage everyone to get vaccinated. Stop tape. Stop the tape. <laughs> This is Miss Gloom and Doom, the director of the CDC, Rochelle Walensky, who, what, about a month ago came out and said, oh, I have this, and she was almost in tears. You remember? Almost in tears. I have this, um, this pending fear of doom. There's gloom and doom on the horizon. This was only a month ago, ladies and gentlemen. We knew what the numbers were a month ago. They're not very different than they are today. Now, in California, it's an interesting situation. I'm going to get into that in a moment with my my guest, Dr. Jeff Bark, who is on the cutting edge of paying attention as a physician to what is going on with the Wuhan coronavirus, not only in California, but throughout the country. I want to talk to him about that. But... Of course, it's not all about California, but California is an interesting microcosm of the government response to the Wuhan coronavirus. And this woman is basically dictating to blue states, Cuomo and Newsom and Pritzker and Murphy and Wolf and Whitmer and Sisolak. I often forget Sisolak because I still think in the back of my mind that Nevada is a red state, but it's not a red state anymore. Arizona, I don't know. Arizona is conflicted. 
on one hand, you know, I have this huge metropolitan center of Phoenix that is really turning bright blue, but the rest of Arizona is, is very red. So it's, it's conflicted. You know, Mesa, these outlying areas of Phoenix, they're not liberal. And, you know, God bless the folks in Arizona who are trying to audit the election results. Exactly what needs to happen in all 50 states, frankly. Not Florida. Florida handled the election pretty damn well. Uh, but certainly in California. How about an audit in California? Never going to happen. But what did happen here is the head of the CDC doing a mea culpa. But it isn't even really a mea culpa. I don't feel the gloom and doom anymore. This is all utter BS. All she was trying to do a month ago, when she said, I have this impending fear of doom, was trying to scare people into getting the vaccine. Why are they, the government, and this is the federal government, and then many blue state governments, scaring people? They run these PSAs. You've heard them. Public service announcements on the radio or television or podcasts or whatever. Say, you know, do it for your family. Do it for the soccer game. Do it for lunches. Do it for picnics. Do it for the 4th of July. It's all nonsense. It's all brainwashing. That's good. I go work out at a gym. It's, I think, a national gym uh, chain, uh, or at the very least, it's regional. It's quite large. And you know, if I mentioned it to you, you would know probably, you've probably heard of it or you work out there. And when I work out there, I'm working out there again. Thank God. I mean, it was a very, very difficult year for me. I didn't realize how much I missed the church and missed the gym. They're not quite equal, but they're damn close, right? You want to have your soul and your mind and your body cleansed and you want to keep it virtuous at the church, but then you want to keep your, your body and your mind cleansed at the gym. I mean, they, they, they are kind of a yin and a yang here. But the bottom line is I work out and I hear these messages and it's their right as a private entity to send me messages between music, loud music, some of it I don't like. Um, but I don't work out with headphones anymore because they get in the way. I used to. They just, the, the, the thing and where, where you carry it. And, eh. So I just work out. Get in and get out. And I just want to be left alone. And I don't wear a mask, by the way. That's another story. But um, this gym will send messages. Hey, you know, here there's a new workout thing. And then play the music. And then there's another message they send. And they say, please, when you're here, wear a mask. Even if you're not sick. Even if you don't feel sick. It's to protect others. It's the law. This bothers me beyond belief. And I ran into a little taco place the other day with a sign on the wall that said, wear a mask, it's the law. There is no law, ladies and gentlemen. There is no law in any of these 50 states. Maybe somewhere offshore, maybe somewhere in France, there's a law. Maybe there's one, I don't know, in Russia. I doubt it. They got more freedom in Russia than we do. That is the truth. China, do they have a mask? Law? I don't know. They don't even do laws. They just decrees, which is effectively what we have here in this country. We have decrees by these rogue governors in these blue states. One man. This is not what the Constitution ever, ever allowed for. 
and the state constitutions as well. They don't allow for one man to issue edicts that affects the lives of tens of thousands of Americans, and certainly the United States Constitution and the framers of it would have never envisioned a governor of the most populous state, 35 million people, legal people, 40 million total, issuing an edict that affects all 35 million legal and 40 million total, issuing an edict, multiple edicts, but the mask. The mask, to me, of all things, turns my stomach more than anything, because not only is it detrimental to your health, and we've been through this over and over and over again, and we'll talk a little bit about it with Dr. Bart, but the mask is symbolic. It's symbolic of crushing our constitutional rights. It is a muzzle. There is no way anybody can make an argument that it doesn't muzzle to a percentage of your speech. It is a muzzle on free speech. That kills me. And that's why from day one, talking about wearing these masks, I could not do it. Couldn't do it. Doesn't mean I didn't experiment, I did. Doesn't mean that there wasn't a, a pain of fear running through me early on. But the fear subsided early, early. I'm talking probably by mid to late March of 2020. It subsided when I figured out this was nothing more than a political response to a made up, man-made, phony health crisis. This never was a health crisis. This was all done for political purposes and power purposes. And so you have this director, this Walensky, saying to people who have had the vaccine to wear a mask, to protect other people. I'm paraphrasing there, okay? So she's now saying vaccinated people wear a mask to protect other people. Could you explain that one to me? I'm serious. If you're a doctor out there, you're swallowed the Kool-Aid, explain that one to me. You know what that means in, in very simple terms? If you're being told by the head of the CDC, after you've had this synthetic vaccine infused into your body, that you still have to wear a mask because you could be a risk to other people, that's a tacit admission that this is not a vaccine in the traditional sense or any other sense. What is it? Well, it's some sort of experimental medical device. I don't know. Maybe the doctor can explain it a little bit better than me. But think about it this way. Reverse the bet, like we say on the golf course, right? Would you take that bet? Reverse it. If it's a good bet, you can reverse it. And either side can take it, right? Are we being told ever after you've had the flu vaccine to wear a mask? Hmm? Now, we know the numbers, right? The Wuhan coronavirus is nothing more than a bad flu season in terms of the cases and the, the people getting any kind of serious illness from it and the deaths. It's a bad flu season. That's what the Wuhan coronavirus is. And we know the survival rate is, depending on your age group, anywhere from 99.999999% to 
98, 97% on the way, way elderly scale, right? So the overall survival rate of the Wuhan coronavirus, if you round up, is 99%. If you want to get a couple of decimals in there, I believe the overall survival rate is 98.5%, somewhere in that vicinity. But if you round up, it's 99%. And so we have the director of the CDC telling people who have had the vaccine to social distance and wear a mask outside. Outside. You gotta be kidding me. We know about this virus. We know it acts like any other virus. And that is, hey, sunlight is kryptonite to this virus and any other virus. So you can see what's going on in California. You have the teachers union refusing to teach, ostensibly because of the Wuhan coronavirus, even though the rate of transmission from kid to adult is nil. Very, very few documented cases of asymptomatic kids running around giving them to the teachers. When Newsom comes out and says, oh, the schools are open, go ahead and open up, everything's great. <laughs> Wipes his hands just like Pontius Pilate, right? Here are the real numbers from the Los Angeles Times. Yes, the Los Angeles Times is as bad as the New York Times, only it's on the West Coast, okay? How many elementary school students in California are actually in class as we speak? 62%. 62%. That means 38% are not. Now remember, in the back of your mind, remember, private schools have effectively been in session in person almost the entire time. I, I know of some that said the hell with it. You know, they did all this stupid protocol and all this stuff, and hopefully they're not doing that anymore. I hope. I hope they get away from that. But the bottom line is, we didn't hear a peep from the mainstream media about private schools, did we? It's because they're doing fine, and the teachers aren't dead. 62%, that's all, 62% in California in elementary schools. Middle schools, are you sitting down? 37%. 37% of middle schoolers in California are actually in class because of the teachers union and high school. This one hurts most for me because I think about these kids, you only have one shot at high school, right? High school last year was decimated. High school this year decimated. 39% of high schoolers are actually in person. 39% in California. And think about these kids who are supposed to be graduating, walking down the aisle in 2021, just like the kids uh, for the class of 2020, gone. Never get it back. Never get it back. If this isn't an argument for these kids to get the hell out of California, I don't know what is. I, I would also say, is this not an argument for these kids someday to try and fix the problem in California, fine. But the problem is by the time these kids are old enough to do that, um, California is gonna be off the constitutional cliffs and you won't be driving around in any internal combustion vehicle in California. So one of the, one of the things that is part of this protocol when these kids are back in school in California, you gotta wear a mask. And then they're, they're begging parents to be janitors. They're, they're, they're literally running PSAs in California, begging parents to come to school and clean between classes. That's what's going on in California. You don't even know about it in the 49 other states. The LAUSD is begging parents to come in with their Windex 
and their towels and clean up the desks and clean up. Of course, they have these stupid, stupid plexiglass they put up between the kids, too. It's so stupid. Has anybody thought this through? It's insulting. But the mask wearing, the mask wearing is child abuse. Complete and total child abuse. Why? Because you're depriving a child oxygen. You can stop right there, but there's a whole host of other things. The mask becomes loaded with bacteria, so you're forcing bacteria into their system. But there's another element that psychologists will tell you about, although they're not put on the mainstream media news, are they? That kids need to see other kids and, and teachers' faces and parents' faces as part of their development. Children are being retarded. Am I allowed to use that word? They're being retarded by the government response to the Wuhan coronavirus. Joining me now is board certified primary care physician, Jeff Barkey, Dr. Jeff Barkey. Um, the things that stand out about children in the Wuhan coronavirus and the things that drive me crazy are uh, forcing children to mask. And if you, if you look and, and then forcing them potentially to get the Wuhan coronavirus vaccine, but if, if you look at the numbers, um, it's clear in this country we did exactly the opposite of what we should have done. And in your book that you wrote and, and I read, here it is, we'll talk about this in a moment, um, you highlight why cases are dropping in this country. And it's not necessarily because of the, the vaccine. But in this country, we did exactly the opposite, in particular, many blue states. And that is we locked kids up and we locked them up with the, 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 the vulnerable instead of locking and, and caring for the vulnerable, the sick and the elderly, and allowing kids to go to school, which is what they did in Sweden, by the way, and it has a, a, a lower mortality rate than Los Angeles County at about the same population size. Bottom line is, there are logical, uh, mother nature-related reasons why cases are dropping now, and you highlight it uh, in your book, do you not? Yeah, Graham, thanks for having me. And you're absolutely right. We, we've never done this before with an infectious disease where we take the healthy, the well, and we lock them in and we quarantine them. That makes no sense. Traditionally, when somebody is ill, you take the ill person and you quarantine them and remove them away from the healthy people. But we did just the opposite now. And this nonsense about children whether it's their need to be vaccinated or their need to be masked makes no sense at all. The CDC's own data shows that somebody less than 20 years old has a survivability of COVID-19 around 99.997%. I mean, the number is so huge, it's hard to even wrap your, your head around what it means. But I can tell you what it means, and that is, young kids are much more vulnerable to seasonal influenza harming them than they are from COVID-19. But we've never closed schools during, during flu season, and we've never required the masking of children during flu season. So masking of children, not only does it not make sense scientifically and is not helpful to them, but independent of COVID, it is harmful to them we see increases with mental health problems, substance abuse, learning disorders, and the inability of a little kid to create that important bond with their teacher 
through facial expressions and being able to see each other is eliminated. We are literally harming our children. And this is not just a temporary thing. COVID opens up, take the masks off, everybody's good. This is like a post-traumatic stress situation. We're gonna see damage for years to come. You know, the people that are gonna benefit from this, child psychologists, they will be in business for many, many years as a result of what we did to our children. They're scarred for life. And I don't want to spend a lot of time on this, but your governor, who's trying to survive a recall election that'll happen sometime in the fall of this year, is taking credit for the drop in uh, positive rate in, in California. And he's taking credit because of putting out the vaccine. But I look at it differently. I look at a, vac uh, a virus is going to do what a virus is going to do. And if, even if there was zero vaccine out there, we don't know if this was Mother Nature's plan for the, the case rate to drop off. But there's also another element, doctor, that I participate in, and you do too, because you wrote about it in your book. And that is the homeopathic response to the Wuhan coronavirus or any virus. And that is this crazy stuff called vitamin D and this crazy stuff called zinc, among other things. You recommend a couple of other things, but overall staying healthy and getting your share of these things, which are natural combatants to the Wuhan coronavirus. Yeah, you're right, Graham, and we've kind of ignored the things that we should be focused on. So we know that 94% of deaths from coronavirus have been with people with significant pre-existing underlying conditions, but nobody ever talks about reducing obesity, getting vitamin D, getting outside, getting exercise. As a matter of fact, we've closed down gyms yeah. and have told people they need to wear a mask while walking their dog by themselves yeah. on the sidewalk. And that's ridiculous. Direct correlation between low vitamin D level and bad outcome with COVID-19. So at minimum, people should be measuring and taking vitamin D, taking some basic supplements, eating clean, getting exercise, and taking care of themselves. I look at uh, forcing a child to get a vaccine, given the numbers that we know and the survivability rate as not only insanity and, and really, in a sense, malpractice, um, but it's to me, it's tantamount to child abuse. And we know it's coming, right? California, you can see this one coming. The teachers are refusing to go in the classroom. There's such a low rate of high school students actually in the classroom, despite what your governor is saying, oh, everything's back to normal or going to be back to normal. Only 37, 39, 37% of middle schoolers, 39% of high schoolers um, in, in California are back in the classroom. And it, right now you can get the Wuhan coronavirus vaccines if you're 16 and older. We know what's going to happen here. Between now and the fall, they're going to start requiring kids to get the Wuhan coronavirus vaccines in order to get back into the class. I can see this train coming down the tracks. You see it too? Well, listen, it's already that way in California. You're not allowed to attend school as a kid unless you're fully vaccinated. And you're fully vaccinated with uh, vaccines from companies that are immune from liability. Right. And the government is mandating that customers much, must purchase their product. So of course, it's a natural extension that next will be COVID-19 vaccines, or you can't go to school. We're seeing that going to happen both in schools, flying on an airplane, going on a cruise ship, et cetera, et cetera. And fortunately, there's a group of us that are pushing back against it. You'd you, you look at it the way I do in terms of uh, trying to force children to get the vaccine, given the numbers that we know for the Wuhan coronavirus is, is absolute abuse. 
not not only that, just the numbers, there's there's no reason to vaccinate a kid that is at very, very low risk uh, of a bad outcome with this virus. But also we're using a, a vaccine that's investigational, being used under emergency use authorization with technology that we have never, ever used before in a vaccination. Why would we take that risk with our children? And now there's experiments with uh, women during pregnancy, which I think is absolutely ludicrous and just insane. And the FDA in its internal slide back in October of 2020 pointed to specifically birth defects as one of the, the possible outcomes from these vaccines of the Wuhan coronavirus. When we talk about treatment, this virus is very treatable. It's just not treatable with drugs that the government wants you to use, like uh, ivermectin, for example, and you, you talk about other ones. We know that this is so messed up. I mean, our system is so messed up that remdesivir is the one that they want to force everybody to have, but you can't have remdesivir unless you're admitted to the hospital, which is why the hospital rates spiked. I mean, there's a correlation there too. But the bottom line is there are homeopathic remedies if you get the Wuhan coronavirus, number one. And then there are existing drugs like ivermectin that can treat this thing. You know, we are very good at treating this uh, virus early with mild symptoms. I've treated hundreds of people, both old and young with great success. When you treat this virus early, just like any other illness, you have much better outcomes. So we shouldn't be fearful of this virus. That's not to say that people aren't being harmed, they are. But I'll bet you if we pushed the early treatment with mild symptoms and supplements and holistic therapies, we'd cut the death rate in half. But unfortunately, the idea that we can treat this virus early with mild symptoms is being suppressed. So when doctors speak out about it, we're banned on social media for talking about it. And we're called names as a result of our advocacy of early treatment. If your uh, son or daughter came down with a Wuhan coronavirus, what kind of regimen would you give them? Well, first of all, if they were if they were young, less than 20, they may not even need treatment because right. most of the kids do well. They either have no symptoms or very mild symptoms. But I wouldn't hesitate to treat them aggressively early with either hydroxychloroquine or ivermectin, inhaled budesonide, which is an older generation asthma steroid to reduce inflammation in the lungs, and to put them on supplements, which my kids already are on supplements uh, to boost their immune system, to put them in a better position that if they do get COVID, they'll be able to fight it off. But I think it's malpractice that more doctors aren't recommending basic supplements and recommending the early treatment for mild symptoms. And you just don't hear this in the media, do you? You don't hear about the alternative treatments. In fact, Google and YouTube want to shut it down. Uh, you don't hear the media talking about, you don't hear physicians talking much about the potential side effects of this experimental, I don't even call it a vaccine, doctor, I call it a medical device because we don't know exactly what it is and we don't know exactly what the ramifications are five, 10, 15, 20 years uh, down the road. And one of the things that you emphasize toward the end of your book is that people need to get involved. And Absolutely. that is, you know, get involved with their, you know, whether it's your children, but push back. And the important thing I think that stood out to me is that you ask questions. This is what I tell my 25-year-old daughter. I said, remember how five, 10 years ago you questioned everything that came out of my mouth? Well, you need to do that in the real world now with your government. Question everything and get involved. Otherwise, this is never going to end. You know, that's great. That's great advice. And I write about that in the book. 
rx for liberty is my website rxforliberty.com links to my book and essays that I write. It's important to educate yourself, educate your family and your friends, ask a lot of questions, make sure you have a doctor in your life that knows how to treat this. And if your current doctor doesn't, find a new one. There's even a link on my website to a telemedicine group where you can uh, get some help if you need it. But don't live your life in fear. You're not alone. There's hope. We're good at treating this with early mild symptoms prepare your immune system and, uh, and take your mask off. Yeah, exactly. And one more time, the website. Rx4liberty.com, rx4forliberty.com. All right, Dr. Barkey, uh, thank you very much and God bless you. Thank you, Graham, I appreciate it. All right, so you have every right to say, okay, Graham, what do we do then as parents? What do we do regarding the schools, especially if you live in California? In fact, somebody asked me, I was speaking just the other day and they said, so what do you propose we do about the teachers? How do we bust the teachers union? That's a very difficult task, but it is the goal, probably most important goal of all goals to bust the teachers union, because we'll never get the curriculum back unless we bust the teachers union. I, the, 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 I don't really have a plan, but I know it involves three things. And one is to elevate private and charter schools and homeschooling, without a doubt. The other is to educate teachers that they don't have to belong to a union. They can opt out or they can teach at a private school, whatever. And the third is crucially important, and that is parents. The parents need to stand up. Parents need to get involved. And so it's a similar formula when you ask, okay, Graham, well, what do we do about the Wuhan coronavirus and these draconian, anti-constitutional, anti-health measures that are being foisted upon my children, like wearing a mask at school and social distancing? It's all crap. It's all crap. Well, number one is like the previous formula. You got to stand up to the school boards. You've got to you've got to do what you can. And I know a lot of them are not in person, so you've got to figure out a way to get your opinion in there and get it in their herd hard and threaten these suckers. Not talking physical threats. I'm talking their jobs and their livelihoods that you're gonna go after them because you're abusing their children. But you're gonna go after them legally, okay? Underline legally, all avenues possible. That'll scare them into doing what the hell the parents want you to have them do. The second would be don't cave to the pressure. You know, early on in the Wuhan coronavirus, a lot of people were afraid. Fear is the number one motivating factor. Hitler knew that. The Nazis knew that. They created fear, fear among their own people, fear of certain people within their society. And we all know how that turned out. So don't cave to the pressure. Don't cave to the pressure for the vaccine. Do what you know is right and do your research, do your homework. And three, please don't force your child to wear a mask. It is wrong. It is symbolically wrong, but it's also physically wrong. We are doing great harm to this generation. Think about this two or three years down the road about wearing a mask. You're going to have kids running around here and maybe they'll turn into adults wearing masks because they become so propagandized, so polluted, so paranoid. How? How can 
some kids not emerge from this crazy government response to the Wuhan coronavirus without permanent structural damage to their psyche. It's not possible. There's going to be X amount. And one day they're going to be adults. So what are they going to do? Run around society all day long with a mask on? You know, in this country, you're free to do that. But it doesn't make it a good thing, does it? For all the reasons that I've talked about now ad nauseum for a year, we have got to get out of this Wuhan coronavirus death spiral because it's symbolic to an overall attack on our constitutional rights in this country and in particular, many, many of these blue states. There has got to be pushback. This is the only way. It's not good enough to recall a maniac Marxist governor. You've got to stand your ground locally. And remember that in this humble television person's opinion, it is tantamount to child abuse to not only force your child to wear a mask, but to force them to have a vaccine infused in their body that we simply do not know what the ramifications are. We know what the potential ramifications are, including sterilization, including autoimmune, including blood clots, including death, on and on and on. The FDA listed more than 100 of them that never got out to the general public. But it is child abuse, in my opinion, to force your kids to get a vaccine for the Wuhan coronavirus. This edition of The Ledger Report is on its way to the Archives Library of Congress. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. I'm Graham Ledger. And remember, even when I'm wrong, I'm right.